Welcome to the Coffee and Questions podcast. I am your host, Michelle Berman-Michael, and my mission with this podcast is simple, to help realtors and loan officers across the world tap into the value Instagram can have for them and their business. To me, organic business that comes to us is the name of the game. On this show, you're going to hear from myself, other experts across social media, and also others that are just like you selling real estate and doing loans and doing it at a high level on social media. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Coffee and Questions podcast. I am beyond stoked to do this episode. This is a really, really special one for me personally. Um, I think that there's always someone in business that you meet that just sees you for exactly who you are and, and feels you as a human. And um, this particular lady that I'm about to introduce to you guys is certainly one of those. She's also killing it in the real estate space, um, running an incredible organization. So none other than Laura O'Connor, um, president and CEO of JPAR Affiliated Network. Did I say that right, Laura? You've got it. Nailed it. Amazing. Well, Laura, thanks so much for being here with us. And I would love it if you would tell my audience just a little bit about who you are, what exactly you do for JPAR. And I think a fun side twist to that is how did you get into not just the real estate industry, but JPAR specifically? Okay, cool. Yeah. So um, I keep like ticking off the years here and I'm always shocked when I hit those big numbers, but um, just a little bit over 20 years in the real estate industry. Uh, you know, I started as a single mom. I was newly divorced and needed to be able to show up for my son. Um, and by show up, I meant physically hockey practice, you know, all of his events, the different things he was doing. I wanted to be there and, and be that like hockey mom parent, um, but also provide the lifestyle that would, you know, give us that freedom and flexibility to do the, you know, Canadian hockey league trips. And, um, you know, that's been a couple decades ago, the world was a little bit different. Um, it was, it was hard for a woman and especially a single parent to, um, make the same as what some of the other people were able to make. Uh, and so real estate provided that opportunity for me. I feel very blessed to have landed in this industry and had the opportunities. There have been a lot of great people and organizations along the way that supported me in my growth. Um, and, you know, the most recent example of that is certainly JPAR, who I joined in um, October of 2021. So coming up on my two-year mark, and I was really at a point in my professional career where I felt like I had done almost everything except for the C-suite. And I had been in the C-suite before with, um, you know, like a statewide real estate brokerage that I was a partner in. Um, but having it at this different nationwide level. Um, so when the, the opportunity presented itself, I wouldn't say I jumped. I was still very cautious. Um, I have, you know, been in this industry long enough to know that you can have really great relationships and an amazing team that you get to work with, or it can feel like work every single day when you're showing up, if you're, you know, working with people who are doing it for the wrong reasons. And so, um, I did my due diligence. I spent a lot of time researching who the leadership was of the organization. It had recently been acquired in April of 2021. So like who, were these people? What were they planning to do with it? What were the owners like that I would get to work with? And, you know, obviously, and most importantly, what are the agents? Um, you know, is it a culture of productivity and integrity? Or, you know, is it a just get the deal done at any cost um, without those sort of values in place? So 
once about four months had passed of me digging and researching and, you know, interviewing both directions, well, we all decided it would be a great fit and have been here and happily uh, growing and expanding the network across the nation. Well, I, your whole journey is super inspiring, not just to me, but I know a lot of other moms and and just women and honestly men too, for that matter, um, that hopefully realize that women can do it too. And and you're a true, truly living that and showing the world that, and it's been a really big honor to be a part of that journey. And um, for those of you guys who know me, you know, like when I find and meet people in the industry that make me feel really seen and heard. Those people are typically friends for life for me. Um, and Laura, when I met at a conference, if you recall, um, Laura, was, I think a fire, um, last year into 2022, 2022. Um, I was going to say 2021, but it hasn't been that long. Um, but awesome, (laughs) awesome females in real estate hosted by Bernice Ross. You guys have heard me talk about it on this podcast multiple times before, but the most incredible conference, it's unlike anything else you've ever been to. And, uh, luckily Laura and I got to sit next to each other in several of the circles. Um, we even shared a very quick moment prior to my keynote, the first year, um, which was a big deal for me that year, um, coming out of my own personal mom things and mom struggles, if you will, combined with trying to run a company that clearly Laura knows a lot about. So, um, it was a really fun, special relationship. So the fact that you're here with me, Laura, just makes me super excited and it feels very full circle moment for both of us. Um, with this episode specifically, there's a really big conversation that I feel like needs to be had. And it's really around this concept that you and I both know of as kind of influence and in that phrase. Um, and we're obviously talking about Instagram here and, and well, uh, Laura, you guys obviously have a, a great presence on Instagram. Now you haven't always had that, right? Um, and so I have two big questions for you. Um, and I think we'll get into it kind of organically on, on its own, but, um, why did you guys make a decision as a franchise to be part of the Instagram platform? Whereas, you know, you probably thought about, and even probably had money in other areas, um, but decided on the social platform. Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you for asking that. I think that a lot of brands um, or national enterprise organizations shy away from social. It can be difficult to figure out how to express the culture of who you are, where it is inclusive of people that are in different geographies, people that are in small towns versus big cities. Like, how do you really encompass that? And then when you look at franchising, um, it's this whole other beast, right? We are regulated by the Federal Trade Commission. And I know it was interesting for you and your team working with us because we were like, we need to build out a full month of content in advance. Doesn't feel very social and, and, you know, finger on the pulse, (laughs) but we needed to get approval from our franchise attorney to make sure that we were doing everything appropriate, right? Goes back to that, like integrity, doing things the right way, making sure that we're being thoughtful. Once we got the cadence developed and you got to know us and we got to know you, then we felt a lot more comfortable. And so did our attorney with saying, hey, you guys can kind of just run with this. Um, We'll do it, you know, a little bit of oversight and direction. But, um, you know, we do keep things local and we do that by having leaders at every level. So um, I train my team to have really great, deep relationships with the owners And then the owners, of course, are building deep, connected relationships with their agents. So there isn't anything that feels impersonal about us at a nationwide level with our existing database and our network. 
but to try and communicate who we are, like the, the great culture and the fun that we have and the fact that we really do want to have a seat at the table for all different voices and all different types of people from all different parts of the country. Um, it was really hard to communicate that in outbound emails or a website. And so having the ability to be social and interactive and share the fun and the story and the, you know, the good and the bad and the kind of whatever day to day is, that was really important to me. And I wanted to make sure we picked the right partner to handle it for us because I knew that we are a lean, mean fighting machine, right? Like we have always prided ourselves on being um, small and flexible and agile. So we outsource um, for key areas where it's like, let's bring in an expert, let somebody else manage it, handle it, run it the right way. And that's where, you know, I felt really blessed that I did get the chance to meet you and learn because I don't know that I would have picked Instagram first for our first presence, but now that we're there, it's such a perfect fit for who we are as an organization. And I don't really feel the need or desire to do a major push anywhere else. Um, what you're doing for us is covering our nationwide needs of having that presence and, and activity and interest. So it's been really fun. It's been really good. Well, I love your page. And I remember uh, that initial kind of onboarding process. I remember it, Tiff, my COO and I, um, definitely on Zoom for an ungodly amount of hours working through <laughs> like what that needed to look like and sound like, how do we represent JPAR and the branding properly? You know, all of those things. Um, and the thing I love about your guys' Instagram is not that it's colorful and fun, but that it really does allow for this really big organization, right? This kind of national brand to feel very one-to-one, -one, right? To feel very emotional and relationship-based, um, it's been really beautiful to watch. And, and I think that's a big conversation I would love to have with you because a lot of bigger organizations as like, just, let's just say, um, you know, you're a national brand. I don't want to name names, right? We'll just pick any of them. There's way too many to count, but, um, let's just say you're a national organization. You have offices in 15 States. You might think, as you said, Laura, like, why do I need Instagram? Because I already have all the influence I need right? I'm this big name. Everybody knows us. I don't need my social media to, to make it better or worse, right? It just is. Um, yeah. Whereas I personally believe in really the core methodology of like who we are um, is building an organization and creating true influence brick by brick relationship to relationship one-to-one -one, so that when you do have national influence, the person that gets to hang out with you feels like they know you feels genuinely connected to you. And even you, the president, I'm thinking like, Oh my gosh, I'm sitting next to the president. Well, you're Laura. Like I just know you as Laura. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And you said a couple of key things there that I want to, you know, really highlight one being that, um, you know, big brands assume that everybody knows who they are and they know everything about them. And that's just not the case. You said another thing, there is a whole bunch of options out there. Mm -hmm. I love that. Like I am an abundance mentality, right? There is always enough and people need to be able to have choice and opportunity to find the right place um, where they fit. And so for us, that's really about identifying the people who want to feel heard and understood and feel a connection. And I think we're doing that better than anybody else. But if somebody is just all about like, you know, bikinis and Ferraris, they can find that brand that's like going to align with, you know, what really drives them too. And I think that's awesome. And so um, 
the idea though, that the, I think it's a lot of ego where people are like, yeah, everybody would know my name anyway, right? Like everybody would know this. Everybody knows JFAR, right? If you're in Texas, everybody knows JFAR. Even where we started in Texas in 2011 and we have, you know, what, over well over 2000 agents, um, the number one, you know, uh, indie brand in the Dallas Fort Worth region. Even there, there's tons of people who have never heard of JFAR. Oh, yeah. And especially as we look at the, you know, the younger generations coming up that have grown up on social, I think that it's just a huge mistake if if big brands aren't finding a way to reach those audiences that will be those future um, consumers that their agents are going to want to work with. Um, I was with a, a big luxury brand when I first started and I, this stuck with me for, you know, for the last 20 years, we had this big, gorgeous building right on the corner of a ski luxury ski resort town where everybody drove by that building and that sign to go to the ski resort, everybody, there was no way to get to the ski resort without turning on that corner and going by that big brick, fancy building. Right. And I work nine times out of 10, I would say, oh, you know, we're this office. They'd be like, never heard of it. Never heard of it. Never saw it. You know, and I'm like, well, it's, you know, it's associated with this. It's this big luxury event. Never heard of it. Never, you know, so I think it's, um, I think it's really foolish just to put it bluntly of people to assume that they don't need to be building their presence and reputation everywhere where consumers are at. I was just going to say that, like meet your clients where they are, right? Meet your ideal client where they are. Um, and if you're trying to, and, and it's not just younger people anymore, I don't really believe that. And that's a, no. another big topic, right? That's big on my mind because I'm on the phone all day, every day with people who are, well, why Instagram, Michelle? Like, I know you're telling me I need it, but like, why I'm 55 and all my clients are older. Like, why do I need it? Right. And it's, it's this everyday kind of conversation. And then on the flip side, you have these younger individuals who, oh, I know everything about Instagram. It's just not the platform that I'm going to generate leads on. And so I have these kind of two spectrums, right? And then you also have the younger generation, I would say too, who they're getting a ton of business off of it. So they're like, well, why do I need to learn more about it? Um, yeah. So that's part. And then on the other, again, flip side of the spectrum, you have the older generation who I'm a referral guy. I get all my business. I have more business than I could need. Why do I need to have a presence? Um, so it's a really interesting kind of duality conversation. It's like, it's this or it's this. And this is the worst that could happen. This is the best that could happen. Um, but what I think is interesting is like, if you meet your client where they're at, right? Which even if it's a 45 year old female, if that's your ideal client, guess what guys, they're on Instagram. The days yeah. of, oh, well, Instagram is for 22 year olds is very, very, very long gone. Yeah, uh, I started on Instagram in 2013. Um, and that was probably gone by 2015. That's how fast that generation like realized or how fast our world, I should say, realized that Instagram wasn't just for 22 year olds. Right. Yeah, no, it's the, the evolution of everything, um, it, you know, across our society, across, you know, chat GPT coming in all these different areas and these different um, evolutions. And in the real estate space, it's always been hypercharged. Like it just, it happens so fast. And we've definitely all felt that over the last few years, you know, from like full throttle, the gases to the, you know, the gas pedal to the floor to full brakes to, you know, a little bit of start and go. And, um, in my mind, you just have to keep showing up and evolving along with the market and, you know, finding again, finding key relationships that can manage that for you because, 
you know, nobody can be all things to all people. And so for us, I want our best thing to be able to be listening to our owners and their agents so that I know what's going on. And, you know, uh, you, you know, from one corner of Florida up to, you know, the other side to California, up to the Maryland and DC area, like it is different. It is local, but there are some core components of our values in terms of like productivity, integrity, and service that resonate. We make sure that we're only bringing in owners into our network that have those same passion for those same core values. So that message, anything that aligns with that, that we're putting into um, our social feeds is going to resonate no matter what pocket of the country you're talking about, no whether, you know, whether it's a luxury agent or a large team leader or somebody who's new and just getting started. Um, and I love that, yes, we can get leads from our Instagram, but that's, you know, not why we're there. It's almost like an ancillary, like surprise benefit where we're like, oh, wow, well, this is cool. Like this could be, a, this could be somebody that could be great to bring into our network. But even before we started generating those, um, you know, we do nationwide Zoom events and I found some really interesting agents that we pulled in to just be on panels with some of our JPAR agents and talk about, you know, what are you doing differently? That's something that we should consider. I think that this industry would benefit a lot from more collaboration and mm -hmm. sharing and less like, I'm here and I'm this brand and I'm important and I, you know, have to stay inside my box and everybody else doesn't know what they're doing. Come on. I mean, we're all doing great things in certain areas. And if the more we share and collaborate, the better we're all going to be. Oh my gosh, without question. And I just the other day, I was actually on the phone with another social media company um, yeah. because she reached out to me. Her ideal client is not the same as mine. Right. But um, she reached out to me and she's like, I know you don't know me. And this is very off the cuff and very random, but like, I just, I've been watching you and I need help because I'm trying to build my organization and I don't know how, right. We ended up having a two hour conversation. She's also a mom and lives in a military town herself. Like she heard me on a podcast. It was, it was kind of one of those, like, wow, this is, this is really what this is about. Um, yeah. and there's so much beauty in that. And yes, I would love to get on zoom with her and, and share my entire life story, but she probably doesn't want that. Um, <laughs> but the reality is, is that's what we're doing it for, right. Is to be able to create true influence, not just in, Hey, look at me, look how much I have going on in, in my day to day. But like, are people talking about you? And yeah. honestly, I mean, good and bad, whatever, right. We, we pray that it's 97% good, but um, you know, are people talking about you? And I think one of the things that I'm really curious about from your standpoint as very much so the top of the top at JPAR, how do you talk to individual offices and create buy-in for this stuff when, I mean, I got to be honest with you, I've talked to some JPAR agents um, and they there's a lot of pushback, right? There's a lot of, this is not that important to me. This is not the system that I need to be spending time on. Um, and so it's interesting, right? But how do you kind of navigate both sides, right? The ones who maybe want it super, super bad, but can't afford it. Or the one on the other side, who's like, I, this is just not a priority. Every company and every agent, every brokerage, every brand, we're all companies, right? So every company has to make a decision about if they want to grow or if they want to stay the same, period, right? Because... There is no, uh, when actually you can't even say if they want to grow or if they want to, you know, fail, because if you're not growing, you can't stay consistent without change because the market's going to change. 
your clients are going to change. They're going to move. People die. People, you know, like you can't just do the same and expect to be in business in another two or three years. You have to be always evolving and changing and growing. And so, you know, you have to make strategic decisions about what you want to invest in. And I think that there's a lot of years that um, any agent has been told about, you know, cold calling and farming and prospecting and and those are all still legitimate, right? And there's a lot of things that you can do at no cost. But at some point, if you ever want to really up your game, if you want to get to that next level, you're going to have to invest in your business. No business grows without putting some money into how they are marketing and presenting themselves. And if you are, um, there's a there's an opportunity cost, right? So like, can you go out and try and do something and just throw stuff out on your own? Absolutely. I mean, that's what social was built for, right? But are you doing it in a way that's going to deliver a consistent message and drive you leads and results? Probably not. And it's going to take you a year, two years, three years. I don't know, Michelle, how many years did you spend learning how to navigate Instagram in the right way to drive results? Yeah, it's a, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, a, a, it's a fabulous question and it, it's more rhetorical probably than anything, but for at least yeah. now, right? Um, but, you know, I've been in the industry for nine years, right? If, yeah. And in 2014, when I really, really got off the ground and, and was running in this space, it was different. It was so different than it is now. Um, I mean, how much time do you spend like learning about what's changing with Instagram and the people who are on Instagram to stay on top of changing your product too, right? Like I don't have time for that. I just don't. And I don't know many agents that do either. If you're working with buyers and sellers, you don't have time to go and educate yourself on all of the changes that are happening on social, um, and with the consumers that are tracking and, and following in social, um, and so I look at it not as what does it cost today for me to do this? It's what is the lost opportunity cost if I don't do this? What happens if I spend the next two years trying to learn how to be an awesome influencer on Instagram and I've lost, you know, a potential of 18 leads and, and clients during that time frame? Mm-hmm. What was the value of those people that you could have converted if you had moved right into um, creating your online presence and reaching your target audience, um, in 30 days versus two years. I can't wait to listen to the recording of this later on and steal that word of, uh, or that sentence of awesomeness for an Instagram post. See what I did there guys. See there's content and everything. Um, but no, in, in all seriousness, like opportunity cost is a huge thing. Um, and we've, we've seen it a lot in people that have called and said, uh, so-and-so went with so-and-so instead of calling me and, you know, that's going to keep happening. Um, mm-hmm. and can you blame the consumer that's doing it? Right. Yep. And, and honestly, I do it as a consumer of life myself. Yeah. Um, you know, the very first thing we did when we hired a landscaper for the house that we, my husband and I bought in Tennessee was went to social media. Are they there? Do they have a Facebook presence? Are they being talked about in the Facebook groups by all of the other families that live here, right? Are people talking about them? I went to Instagram and there were two specific companies that had an Instagram presence. I sent both of them DMs um, and I waited for one of them to respond. One responded significantly faster than the other. It took one over a week to even return my message. Uh, get Can you guess who I went with? <laughs> um, yeah, I, right? I bet I can, I bet I can. And, you know, that's a key thing. I think if you go to a website and it looks great, 
that's fine. But that could be year, a year old, right? And so if yeah. I go to social, we're getting ready to do a remodel. We're talking about landscapers and contractors, right? Um, if they have a social presence, then I can see, oh, this is what they did last week. I know that, you know, this is an update that they're a remodel that they did last month. And so you get, you know, to, you can see that they're actively working, that they aren't, you know, who they are. You do get a sense for them. You understand what they're doing. I love that component of Instagram is being able to turn the spotlight on our owners and their agents, right? Like it's taken us a little while to build the um, infrastructure behind the scenes. And how do we get our owners, you know, to add us into um, what they're doing? So, you know, hey, you had a community event, get us the pictures. You had your ribbon cutting, like we need to get that content and we need to get it into our platform um, because that's our real story. We talk about like, who is this national brand? Well, we're just like everybody else in real estate. It's all about relationships. It's the relationships that we have with the owners. It's the relationship the owners have with their agents. It's the relationship that all of us have with their communities that they're in. And, um, you know, that is what I get really excited about. Like I'll go on there because I don't always participate in, you know, selecting the content that's going to feed into that. That's the beauty of the, the network and the organization and how you've structured it. Um, and it will like give me that boost of like, man, this is a great group. These are awesome people. I'm so proud of the people that I get to work with and what they're doing. Um, so it's it's got layers of benefits for me, both personally and professionally. Well, I think it's fun, right? You see a picture of a friend who you haven't seen in a while in something and you're like, oh, I got to text Michelle or yeah. like something, right? And, and that's what social is all about. But primarily, I think the core focus of, of what we have been able to really walk alongside you guys in doing is, is a national brand is not built from one individual, right? It's not built from Laura is the face of everything, right? Like that's not possible when you're trying to create true influence in an industry. Um, So how do we navigate that? How should you navigate that as part of your social strategy um, and also even get micro, like we can talk micro even on this one. And because and, the concept is the same, right? If you're running an office in, um, I don't know, Destin, Florida, right? I, I'm dreaming of Destin clearly. Um, <laughs> but um, if you're running an office in Destin, Florida, and you have 30 agents that are in your office, and you're actively trying to grow that office, what's the best way to do that? Right. Create individual relationships with all 30 of those people, encourage all 30 of those people to go out and create their own individual relationships. And it feeds into this ultimate goal of creating true influence. Um, You know, and people are still shocked to this day that they get to talk to me on the phone before they join or like people are like, oh, my gosh, we get to talk to Michelle. Who else would you talk to? Like, you know, Um, and so it's really interesting to me, but brick by brick equates to relationship is one-to-one, right? You have to feel connected to me. I have to feel connected to you as someone, if I'm going to hang my license with a JPAR franchise, I better get to talk to Laura, frankly. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And um, that's a key component, right? Is I want people when we get onto a value proposition meeting and we're working our way through the process, I want them to feel like they already know us. Like, so that it is anticipation for the call when they get to sit down and talk with me. It's not like, oh, I'm getting to meet and getting to know Laura. It's like, 
I know JPAR. I know the people of JPAR. I know, you know, they already have a sense of what they're stepping into. Um, you know, the, I think the only thing that we're not doing well, and I don't know that you can, is um, they still come in. Like Shelly Wagner was our newest one that just launched in Shreveport. And she was like, it's so much better than I expected right like i like we're getting ready to record her video testimonial because we give them you know a, a month or two to get their feet underneath them and we want them to have the real sense of what everything is going to be like because this industry is just overrun with overpromise and underdeliver so for me i'm like there's like the initial excitement like grand opening event day everybody's happy on that day. Anybody can record a testimonial. They're high on life. They've got their whole community there, their agents, everybody's like fired up. This is new and exciting. I want the testimonial two months later, like did, excuse me, but shit hit the fan mm. or were we actually following through on everything that we promised you that we would do? Uh, that's part of why, you know, I published a book and um, it's not open to the public. We just send it out to people, but we tracked all of our um, owners, their growth results. And I haven't seen anybody else, any other brand do that, right? Like I wanna know, okay, great. You open this many offices, cool. What did those offices do after they joined you? How mm -hmm. many agents were they at in one year, two years, three years? What does that growth trajectory look what like? What was the culture in growth? that office? Is yeah, what all I wanna know. Yeah, exactly. Like, or is your growth from going out and selling a promise? Or is the growth that you want to talk about the growth that happens after that promise is, you know, after you've sold that office? Like, mm -hmm. what happens after that point? To me, that's what matters. What happens with the people I'm choosing to invest in? Um, I'd rather grow with um, my footprint, with it, our existing affiliated owners, than, you know, go crazy with trying to bring in 700 owners in 50 states. I'd much rather have 50 owners in 50 states, just about finding the right, the right partners and helping them grow. I think it's also about peeling back the onion when we're talking about social media, right? Because you have a, a big opportunity to look at someone's social and if it's done correctly, in this case, there is a lot that you can tell from looking at an organization's platform, right? And there's a reason why what you and I've been talking about is creating influence, right? There's a reason why when you go to someone's account, you either feel like you know them or you don't, right? You either get it or you don't get it, right? You either feel connected to the culture or you don't, right? Yeah. You either can see that they're inclusive and that they're um, driven in spending time with their community. They're into charitable organizations. They're, uh, I'm a God person, right? I'm super proud of that. Like I like sharing that side of who I am. And so when it comes to creating influence, right? If you go to someone's account, and you can't feel all of those things, yep. then the person producing the content is either not serving you. If you're the one doing it and it's not having that, then you obviously need help, right? Um, or the company you've hired is obviously not listening to you or they just don't know what they're doing for that matter. Um, they, don't get you, say, but. they don't get you or they don't know what they're doing or you're too afraid to be authentic, right? Like there's yes. a lot of that out there. There are people that yes. like, I'm gonna just give you this sort of like, glossed over really shallow um experience of who we are because I want to be really careful about um you know presenting this this perfect image well the reality is everything is messy in this world everything and and yeah I mean of course we don't push we don't like put out the like blooper reel um maybe you should. we should That'd do be more fun. of that it's it's kind of fun right but um you know I I 
I'm also not afraid to just be like, this is, this is who we are. Sometimes it might be, you know, we get that every once in a while where people are like, oh, I don't agree with that. Or, you know, okay, well, whatever, then might not be the right fit. That's okay too. Right. We don't, we don't need to be everything for everybody. No. And I think there's so much beauty in that. And I, you said at the very beginning of the episode, you said, I believe like abundance is everything and that there's so much business in this world for, for everyone to go get their piece of the pie, if you will. And Um, I think that that is a a big issue when you go to someone's account. And if you can't feel who this person actually is, who this company actually is, um, and we're not talking about political beliefs, we're not talking about religious beliefs, we're not talking about any of that, right? We're talking about like, are, is this environment an environment that I could see myself being a part of, or is it not, right? Are you listening to videos? Do you get to hear how someone talks? Do you get to see pictures of people, right? And I, I love video for that. For that exact reason, because a lot of times, like I'll go listen to my own video sometimes and I'm like, damn, I said that. Or like, I'll listen to myself on a podcast and I'm like, oh, that was good. Right. And you realize that when someone says that about you or someone reaches out and says, hey, we saw this video that you did, that people are hearing you, people are listening to you and people want that, right? People crave that so badly. So you have to give your audience what they are desiring which is that rawness, that authenticity. Um, and I still, to this day, like this is a hundred percent true. Um, and I love sharing this story because Laura, I know you get it. Cause at this last conference we were at, I remember very specifically, you were wearing a very cute black dress. And I asked you about the dress that morning. Cause you were like, Oh, this is my comfy dress. I just didn't feel like getting dressed up yet. Right. Um, yeah. but I was like, you look gorgeous. Like what? But in my mind, right. It reminded me of the biggest deal I have ever landed in my entire career, still to this day, nine years almost later, um, I had just left Costco after going to CrossFit. So I was very, very sweaty. Um, and I am, when I sweat, my whole face turns into a tomato, right? Like I literally legit look like a tomato fresh off the vine. Like it is bad, right? Um, Everyone laughs about it. My freckles just like explode all over my face when I sweat and it's like, whatever. Right. But I had just gotten out of Costco. So I went straight from CrossFit to Costco and my phone was blowing up because I had a couple of sales calls that afternoon. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to race home and like put my face on. Cause I look ridiculous right now. So I literally opened my phone, um, opened stories and I talked to my story and I said yeah. exactly that. I was like, guys, um, I don't know if any of you guys are out there trying to get your workout in, trying to get your groceries bought and also trying to, to make money. But like, dude, I am racing home right now. And I got a DM from someone that said that they were so excited that I was sh- willing to share myself that way. They felt yeah. very related to it or could relate to it. Sales call scheduled for later that week, right? So people want that so badly. Yeah. And I think especially, I don't even want to say women because honestly, men are just as bad. Um, yeah. People we, are we so- want We want that bad. real- you know, the authenticity, it's, it's the key thing. And I think that's the, the real dichotomy in social is that it's two parts, right? It is fast and on time. And like, this is the raw and real and who we are. But on the other hand, like, I find it makes me slow down sometimes and really focus because I want to articulate a message clearly. It has to be succinct, right? You're not going to post something that's 15 minutes long. Not if you want anybody to watch it, certainly. Um, and so you know, your head is firing in this way that's like, this is a message, which is A, B, and C has to all get done. And here I am 
you know, A, B and D or A, B and C done. And I'm trying to rush to D and I'm in this like mode of like right there hanging on the edge of panic, but I'm just going to like pull my crap together and I'm going to go and get it done. Right. And that really explains you, right? Like, um, there's another woman at awesome females. I know that you've met her and I have as well. She's in my hometown as well. Uh, Pam Blair, she's yoga bug real estate. Yep. And she goes up to tops of mountains and does her like market updates from there. Cause that's what she's passionate about. There's so much planning and structure that goes into that. It feels like you're, you know, you've just finished your, your, um, top of the hill climb and you've got your, you know, camera there. So you're going to shoot it off, but she knows the market. She's planned her hike. She's gotten out of bed. Right. And so she is investing that I trust you and your team to, you know, do a lot of that investment and planning and structure for me, um, because I'm just not able to commit that much or my team, you know, we're, we're focused in other areas on some other things. Um, so it's really awesome when you can find the partners that can do a lot of that prep and work. So it is, you know, again, I'll say it's a dichotomy between, it seems simple and fast, but it really is a lot of work and prep and really digging in and understanding yes, we are all these things, but what's the most important core values that we live, breathe, and will like die on our rock on that mm -hmm. um, we want to make sure is getting repeated and articulated through the content that we're putting out. So good. Fast and slow all at the same time. Right. And I think that it's, it's a, the pause factor is so huge. And I mean, I'm, I'm no different than you guys, right? Like planning and, and structuring content can feel hard sometimes. Yeah. Um, but when you speak truly and, and some of my best content still to this day is, is just very raw and Hey, I just got off this call or, Hey, this just made me think of this or, Hey, I'm just having a, a God moment of my own. Like I just need to share it. Right. Um, yeah. those are my favorite, but even those take planning, right? It, it's not just uh, whoop, I'm just going to throw this together in no time whatsoever and just throw it at the wall and pray it sticks. Right. Yeah. There is truly <laughs> a plan behind it, but, um, Laura, there's so much we could talk about. We're just going to have to do another, a second episode. I think right. that eventually that is going to have to happen. Um, but I would love for people who don't know how to connect with you guys, where can they find you, uh, Instagram, wherever else. And then also, um, I know JPAR is getting ready to go to Mexico pretty soon, but, uh, what else do you guys have going on that somebody could get dialed into? Um, well, I'll start off with our Instagram, which is JPAR where you are all together. So J-P-A-R where you are, Y-O-U, you are all spelled out JPAR where you are, because we are like wherever people are, that's where we are. That's where we want to collaborate and, and grow and, you know, have a presence. Um, I think that's the best place to get to know us a little bit. We do have a website. It's just grow.jpar.com. Um, and, or maybe it's jpar.grow.com. Sorry. Um, that's my marketing team. I should um, know those things, but I don't. Um, and then, yeah, we have our next owner mastermind event is in Cabo in October. So that's going to be super fun. We have, I think, a press release rolling out the first week in September that kind of walks through the last five locations that we've opened um, most recently across the nation. So it's kind of fun to get to highlight those new spots in a couple new states. Um, and then, yeah, we're getting ready to roll out some new programs that are going to make uh, accessing our people and our processes and our platforms much easier, um, less commitment, less monthly, let, you know, um, exploring a no franchise option. So uh, breaking news, first to hear it here, uh, <laughs> but we're very excited to be exploring some of these ways to help 
um, owners maintain their margin while still delivering everything that their agents and their customers expect. I love it. That was loaded. There's a lot going on. Um, I want to read the press release only because I would be like, (laughs) I want to know what five offices they are. Um, it's it's so fun to have you. And I really, really appreciate your time. I know my audience is going to love this so much. And as always guys, if there is an episode that you want to hear of somebody that you think needs to be on with me, um, please feel free to reach out, send me an email, send me a DM, let me know who the, who you think they are. Um, but more importantly, obviously reviews are everything, right? So if you loved what Laura and I got to spend time talking about and want more of it, uh, please leave us a review. Obviously we are everywhere. You can consume podcasts, Apple, Spotify, everywhere, all the, all the channels, um, share it as much as you can and let's, let's do more. But Laura, thank you so much for being here. It was an absolute honor to have you on. Thank you so much, Michelle. Really enjoyed it. If you enjoyed this episode, please go follow my guests on social media. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review wherever you consume this content.